co-hosts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Most people don't know that in a previous life, I was a chef. Previous life meaning 25 years ago. I went to culinary school, worked in some of the finest kitchens around the world. So Super Bowl weekend is a time that I look forward to. Not so I can whip up some torsion of foie gras or confit some duck legs. No, 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 no. This is a time when we get serious about our black bean chili and our oak-fired chicken wings. Of course, you have to have your assorted cheeses and cured meats. But this is the time for good, solid well-cooked American grub. You know what I'm talking about. What I wish I had known before this past weekend was that Old Bay was making a limited edition hot sauce. You have to understand, I was raised in Baltimore and was lucky enough to have grandparents who retired along the Delaware shore. In short, I loved me some Old Bay. Old Bay is owned, owned and marketed by McCormick which is a fine Maryland company that trades under the symbol MKC. And I've had McCormick in my portfolio for years, but it's always nearly impossible to buy because it's such a fine company in business that it's always trading at a price higher than what I'm willing to pay because I'm cheap. Right now, it's trading about 30 times earnings. Too much. I would have loved to have some of this hot sauce to spice up the chicken wings a bit. Of course, I didn't know about it. And now that I do, I can't get it. This stuff sold out in less than an hour. And the customer traffic flow ended up crashing McCormick's website. If you really want some, well, you can get it on eBay. The folks who were able to snatch it up for $3.49 a bottle are reselling it for eh, $30 a bottle now. (laughs) I laughed to myself when I saw that because it reminds me of the hot stock du jour. You know, when something comes out that causes a big stir, a big commotion, people just have to have it. Like Beyond Meat or one of the pot stocks. People just lose their minds. They feel like they have to get in or else they'll get left behind. No price is too high to pay. We have to have it. What they forget is, This isn't groundbreaking stuff. It's not disruptive technology. When you think about it, they're commodities. I don't want to oversimplify, but beyond meat, well, it's some pea protein, some rice protein, some oil, potato starch, and a little apple. Cannabis, it's a plant. You just need some seeds, some water, good grow light, some sun. You're in business. Eventually, folks realize just like they'll realize that Wegmans will probably have Old Bay flavored hot sauce on their shelves in a month, selling for $3.49 a bottle. After all, it's just ground up peppers and some spices. But if it has Old Bay in it, you know it has to be good. Now, under the heading of we never learned or shaking my head, whatever, I saw a Reuters report a couple of weeks ago that says J.P. Morgan, Numera, and BNP Paribas are among the banks that are racing to sell the first managed, wait for it, synthetic 
collateralized debt obligation, CDOs. First time since the financial crisis. All I can say is, ugh. Yeah, what Wall Street does best, Wall Street creates products to sell to people. That's what they do best. Let's jump to the markets. The market, meaning the S&P 500, fell for the second straight week and has given up almost all its gains for the year, as I sit here. As as I sit here, the S&P is up a little bit more than eh, a half a percent for the year. The Dow is down just about a half a percent for the year. And the tech-heavy NASDAQ just, well, that just keeps chugging along. It's up over 3% so far this year. Did you know the NASDAQ 100 has a 30% weighting in Apple, Microsoft, and Amazon? Three companies make up more than a third of that index. And if you throw in another company, Alphabet, which has two share classes, the top four companies have a 40% weighting. That seems like a lot. Investors have used the coronavirus as a reason to sell a bit. And I think, I don't think we've nearly unwound all the excesses that's, that are in the market. Even though we've pulled back, I still think that we're overloved and overbought. Okay, well, maybe just overbought. I'm not an epidemiologist and I have a hard time saying it, but what I'm concerned about is when news of the spread of the virus ramps up outside of China, I think that could be a trigger for more selling in the equity markets. There's an old saying that investors have. They think the bond market is a lot smarter than the stock market. So it always helps to take a look at the bond market and see what's going on over there. And if you do get a chance to look, you'll probably notice that the 10-year treasury peaked at the very beginning of the year, before the coronavirus. When I say peaked, I mean Early, early last month, you could have bought the 10-year treasury and it was yielding about 1.78%. You buy that treasury now and you're only getting a 1.42% a yield. That's a big move in a month. Remember, with bonds, the higher the price, the lower the yield. The more people who want them, the lower the return. So over the last month, People have been bond buyers and yields have fallen. Why have people fled towards safer assets? I think it's most likely reflecting Bernie Sanders rising in the polls along with persistently soft economic data. And that would explain a lot about the pullback in the healthcare stocks. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. The bottom line is the market's been all over the place the last few weeks. From a technical standpoint, something short term traders look at is the number of S&P companies that are trading above their 50-day moving average. Last Friday, when we had the big sell-off, that number went from 80% down to 45%. Typically, a contrarian buy signal is when that number falls below 30%. 30% of the S&P 500 companies are trading above their 50-day moving average, and we're not there yet. So we're gyrating all over the place. I don't think we're done yet. I think caution is warranted here. Now, I'll also say it's very difficult to rely on market calls or outlooks. I don't recall reading any strategist outlooks at the beginning of the year that said we need to be on the lookout for coronavirus. How could they, right? You just need to be prepared 
and let the business fundamentals drive your investment decisions first and foremost. And you always have to do your homework. Don't rely on what I say or what you heard on the TV. Let me give you a couple of ideas that I think you can start your work on. Obviously, with concerns over this virus spreading, it's going to impact some sectors harder than the others. One of those sectors that have been hard hit is the travel sector. A couple of the stocks I like here are Delta, symbol DAL, and an old holding I've talked about before, Booking Holdings, symbol BKNG. Well, I don't want to get too far into booking today because I've done it in the past. Let's just leave it at that. I find it interesting under $1,800 a share. Now, Delta, Delta, that's a new one, symbol DAL, as I said. It's trading around $58 and paying a two and three quarter percent dividend right about. I think Delta is a really well-managed airline. They have a decent balance sheet, good free cash flow, and that enables them to pay that dividend I talked about and buy back stock. Over the long term, I'd expect them to benefit from good industry fundamentals. Hey, air travel demand is rising They have growing ancillary revenue. The one thing we want to keep our eye on is capacity. Airlines over the years have been notorious for adding tons of capacity when things are going good. And then when things turn down, well, then they have a bunch of extra seats to sell. And that's when pricing starts to spiral down and the the wheels come off the wagon. The industry as a whole, they got to stay disciplined. Historically, this has been a very volatile group. So in my opinion, you need to sit a little higher up on the risk tolerance ladder compared to some of the other investments before you invest. Delta is adding to its root network. They're expanding globally through partnerships with international carriers. And I'm hoping that these efforts are going to offset the impact of rising labor costs. Last quarter, Labor was about 25% of their revenue. We want to keep an eye on that too. From a valuation standpoint, Delta is trading about seven times earnings, seven times this year's earnings guesstimate of $7.55. Sounds cheap. And looking back over the last five years, it does look cheap. It's averaged more like 10 times earnings. But if you go back five more years, well, then it's just about average. Over the last five years, Earnings have averaged about 20% per year, which is unusual. So I wouldn't count on that. I'd look at more like high single digits going forward. They've used their free cash flow to to reduce their share count by about 17% over the last five years, which has helped their reported earnings. And they've gotten a big help from the corporate tax relief a couple of years ago. You know, five years ago, their tax rate was nearly 37%. Now it's down to 23%. So you've seen that effect in their net profit margins. I think that you have a good company. It's a cyclical, volatile industry, as I said. So when earnings are less predictable, then you should pay less. I think seven times earnings, you can buy half and I'd look to buy more under $55. That's for a company that may grow seven or 8%. And has near a 3% dividend. You add those two together, that adds up to a decent total return. There's two in the travel sector that are interesting to me, Delta and Booking. And 
I'd also go back and I'd look at the financials. As I mentioned earlier, with the yields on the bonds being lower since the beginning of the year, investors have been worried about the net interest margins at the bank. The net interest margin is the difference between the bank's borrowing cost and their lending income. I'd look. I'd also take a look at the healthcare stocks. I think they've been sold off. One, because they've had a nice run up. And two, because you saw Bernie Sanders rising in the voting polls, which, of course, the discussion there is around Medicare for all. I think that the uh, healthcare stocks have gotten overcooked, and that's to the downside. I've also mentioned that I'm poking my head around in the industrial group. I have a few names that I'm looking at, but one that I owned but haven't added to yet is Caterpillar, symbol C-A-T. I think that's a name that's worth doing some work on if you haven't already. You don't get deals when everything looks rosy and great, but if you use some common sense and you have an appropriate time frame, some of these names could be bargains. Okay, that's all we have time for today. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. This is Eric Whiteman for Common Sense Investing. Okay, you've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.